Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today, we've been joined by uh, Brian Vallelunga, who's the CEO of Doppler, which is a universal secrets management software provider. Um, Brian, how are you today? Good, good. Glad to be here, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Where, whereabouts are you located? I'm in uh, SF, uh, right near uh, the Bay Bridge, actually. Yeah. Uh, how are things down there, both in terms of the climate and uh, the or the weather, I should say, and then in terms of uh, what's going on with COVID? Uh, it's a beautiful day today. Um, yeah, definitely very sunny, not a lot of wind, uh, perfect temperature. Uh, I, I generally like it a little bit cold and um, it's 66 degrees Fahrenheit, which is perfect for me. Um, COVID's a little interesting. It, SF started to open up again and then um, now with the new Delta wave, it's it's starting to close down a little bit. It feels like less people on the streets, sadly. But I yeah, I mean we're, we're seeing something similar up here in Seattle, both weather-wise. I mean we we've had a really hot summer, but this uh, last couple of days it's cooled down. I mean I just was outside uh, my front deck and it's like it's like the perfect temperature. I don't know what it is. It's close to 70 and it's just like perfect. Um, but also what we're seeing here is is people are starting to mask up again. Um, and you know, and they're talking about when the kids go back to school that they'll probably have to wear a mask, et cetera. So people are trying to, I guess, getting a little bit more cautious again. I think, uh, there was all that pent up energy to get out and do stuff. And, you know, now we're unfortunately seeing a little bit of a bump there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of funny though, because at least in SF from what, from what it seems like is during the daytime, it's, it's a lot less people on the streets. Uh, but at night, it seems like people are really out and about. I was driving uh, in one of the bar areas in SF, just trying to go to a friend's house, and there was literally lines around the like around the street corner to to all these bars, and no one was wearing masks. It was quite it was quite interesting. That is, and, and the funny thing is, is I, I don't know, call me weird, but um, I don't really feel super comfortable even now. I mean, I've been you know I've been vaccinated and all that, but I don't like to go into a really crowded indoor place i prefer to sit outside and you know the more air fl flowing through the better I, you know i'm sure there's some science be behind it but um i just feel more comfortable that way but i i see i do see the same thing here where yeah people they, they want to go out and do their have their fun you know yeah i, I think people have been uh um uh, caged up in their their apartments or condos or houses for a little too long and and just need to let go of some energy i guess i guess so hey so um I, I want to talk uh, about Doppler and your solution, but um, before we get into that, could you, you know, maybe give us a little bit of a tutorial in terms of what is secrets management? Yeah, sure. Secrets management isn't really a popular uh, category or term really in the developer industry, but I hope it will become uh, over time. It's so uh, are you familiar with GitHub, uh, for example? Yes. Yes. Great. Okay. So uh, for anyone in the audience, GitHub is a collaborative place for teams to manage code at scale. Um, and it comes with versioning control, access controls, pull requests, and a whole bunch of other really fun stuff. Um, and secrets management is just the same thing, but instead of for code, it's for secrets. And uh, for anyone in the audience who's uh, like, what is a secret? It sounds kind of mysterious. Uh, it, it's really just like an API key or a database URL, um, some piece of text that's generally very sensitive, should not be out in the public. Um, and generally used to configure applications. So an example that uh, we use all the time is 
let's just say a company is doing payments and they're using Stripe. Uh, Stripe will give them an API key. That API key will then allow the, uh, that customer's application to authenticate into Stripe. Um, and that key needs to be stored somewhere. Um, it needs to be distributed among all the developers for local development and have like a special testing key. And then production, they'll use what they call a production key. Uh, and that needs to be in all your production applications and same thing for staging. Um, and so it's just a, a secrets manager is kind of like a way to, to uh, organize all, all of those secrets um, in one central place. Totally, totally makes sense. I mean, I guess something that I'd be more familiar with is, for example, a, a password keeper, which you know, yeah. obviously is not for de not for development, but it's still kind of a, a secure way to store, you know, my my, my passwords. Um, but you're 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 using your keeper for the development side, and so you need to share it amongst your other developers. Is it then is it um, code that you actually would just copy and put put into the app? Kind of. Um, so it's it's more of the code is uh, ready to receive. So the code can basically pull from the environment, and mm -hmm. our job is to basically inject it into the environment. And so we don't actually write, we don't give them code to uh, to like hard code those secrets in. These, that's actually insecure. Uh, what we do is we give them a way that their code can can fetch those environment variables from um, our command line tools, our integrations. Got you. And then why why is uh, secrets management so important now? I mean, and I, I'm I'm assuming it's important because you've got some pretty big um, investors in your organization, or, you know, in Doppler. Um, if I read correctly, you've got you know Google, Google Ventures, Sequoia, Greylock, Kleiner Perkins. Um, I mean, obviously these people must see the uh, the potential there, the opportunity. So why is it becoming so important? Yeah, it's a great question. We also have some amazing angels as well, like um, the CEO of GitHub, for example, um, and the founders of Box and and the CTO of OpenAI. Um, the reason why is that I think it's like so there was like this big wave where like. Uh, source control is a big thing where like people needed to manage code. And I kind of see like running any application, there's like three basic parts. There's code, there's compute, and there's secrets. Um, code is, is managed today with uh, amazing companies like GitHub, GitLab, um, and Bitbucket. And uh, then you have like compute, which you, you can do on your personal computer, or you can use cloud infrastructure, or for the extreme cases, have your own physical data centers. And then secrets management is kind of like the one left hanging, the one that's been forgotten about. Um, and it's it's typically um, a a very like unsexy space. Like develop this would not be the first thing developers uh, build for, but it is something that's becoming a bigger and bigger uh, problem for them. And, and the reason why is uh, there's been a couple big moves that have that have exacerbated this problem of managing secrets. Uh, the first is um, there are, there are just more projects that are being worked on. Um, so in the in the days of monoliths and um, where you had just one place where all your secrets were. Now there's companies that are building microservices or macroservices or something in between uh, where they have maybe 50, 100, 200, 300 projects. And all those projects have different secrets or environment variables or app configuration that needs to be stored. And they need to be stored in different environments. Um, and so there's just a lot more things to manage. Um, and then another big part of it is just more services. Uh, if you go back, um, quite a bit. Most people were building things all in all in house, and now we have services like Stripe for payments, Twilio for communication, um, and, and on and on and on. And there's just so many more secrets or or configuration that needs uh, to be stored somewhere. 
Um, and so those two big things, we have more projects and, and more secrets in those projects. And then those secrets need to be federated out in more places to like uh, local development for uh, individual team members to AWS and, uh, and GCP or Vercel and Nellify. Uh, there's a lot of places that need to be stayed in, uh, in sync. Uh, I kind of like to think about it as like uh, before in the days of Google Docs or Notion, you had a Word document, someone else had a Word document, and maybe 10 other people had a Word document, and then you'd make a change and you'd have to email it to them. And they would have to do this masterful like merge resolution uh, to basically have everyone be on the same page. Um, and now you have Google Docs, and, and that's kind of like what uh, what secrets management is. It's kind of like Google Docs, where you have that one central place across all your projects, all your environments, and all your secrets. Makes sense, and I can I obviously, as you as you mentioned, there are just you know an explosion of apps and different services that you want to integrate with those apps. Um, so obviously, there's more and more secrets. Um, <clears throat> If, if you were out in the market or if somebody is out in the market looking for a secret secret management software, what are some of the things they should be looking for? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, so actually, I think that they shouldn't be using a secrets manager um, per se as the only thing. I think they should be using what we call a universal secrets manager. Um, so you can think about a secrets manager as like a, a destination. It's generally a key value store that will hold uh, your API keys or, or other configuration um, very securely. But then you need a management layer on top, which we call Universal Secrets Manager. And so things that I would look for if you were looking for either a Secrets Manager or a Universal Secrets Manager is a dashboard. I think this is really important. Most people like something visual. They like a way to edit their secrets in a dashboard um, and, and get all the, the fun perks that come from a dashboard versus just only being in, in a CLI. Um, I would make sure that it works with every infrastructure provider and and uh, language and stack so that uh, what we what we see sometimes is where like uh, people may have one solution for one language or one infrastructure like AWS and a completely different setup for um, another language in a different stack and especially in bigger companies where they they may be running multiple clouds because maybe they acquired another company that built things completely differently um, you need uh, you need that one central source of truth that just streamlines developers across the board on how they do things. Excellent. Um, and I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb here and assume that uh, the Doppler provides both the dashboard and and that kind of um, <clears throat> the the it is a universal secrets management software, yep. not just a secrets management. Yeah. That, and that is and, and go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, I would say that's that's where Doppler plays really well is uh, we, we looked at all the solutions in the market and we, we really felt that there needed to be something built for developers. And and the core three things that I think make something really usable for a developer is having a dashboard, having it play well with every language stack and infrastructure, um, and just ha have something that an experience that's really obsessed over for a developer. So, um, really streamline user experience when it comes to onboarding, managing secrets, inviting team members, and all the other human things that go on with managing secrets. And and how do you uh, decide on your development roadmap? I mean, are you, I, I assume you take your, um, you go to market, you get feedback, or is it is it driven by other things? Um, it's a great question. I at Doppler we do it in a kind of uh, two big things. That uh, that come up and and that's how we do planning. The first one is we we have we're very lucky to have customers that just like scream and shout at us and say, hey, I want these features. Um, and so 
as and we, and we really put a lot of effort into engaging with our customers and listening to what they have to say and not just like what they're asking for in the moment but the the underlying thing of what they're asking for the the reasoning for it and then we try to solve for that so it's it's more universal across all of our um all of our customers one big thing with developers is every it feels like every developer um believes this is like the tried and true way of, of how everything's managed and then every developer is actually building something completely different in a different way um and so coming up with uh, a constant way that works for everyone is, is quite tricky. Um, so we, that's one big part of listening to our customers very, very deeply. And the second part is looking at where we want to go long term and um, really thinking, is this is this where we want the market or the category to go and really try to to build uh, to build things that that pull the category in that direction? That's um, that's like two two kind of I wouldn't say competing but um, differing you know things to look at. We one of the companies I work with um, is does software development and it's interesting because we will get you know feature requests all the time and I think you touched on that is is one of the things that we'll do is we'll try to dig down into there and say like what are you actually trying to do you know because maybe maybe the feature as you named it maybe we can do something slightly different that's going to actually get you closer to what you want to be able to do. Um, and, and so just, you know, being able to kind of dig down in that conversation is, is, is important. Um, so, I, so what's, yeah, you know, how, how is the company doing right now? And, 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 you know, what are, what are some of the more exciting things that, um, that you can share with us? Yeah. Uh, happy to be real quick. I'd love to follow up on one other thing that you kind of touched on that, that sparked a, a thought, which is, Sometimes we found that even we actually have what they want. We just doesn't, we haven't done a good job of surfacing it either through um, the onboarding or, or highlighting of certain features to documentation. And, and that's why I think it's super important to listen to like the underlying things that customers want, because you may you may already actually have a solution for them. You just uh, haven't done a good job of surfacing it. That's that's a really good point. And that's where I mean, depending on how complex the tool is, but um, we're training and like you said, that onboarding experience is really important. Get that kind of, uh, you know, momentum going, getting people comfortable with the tool, regardless of what it is. And then and then just um, and if anytime you can get like an in-house subject matter expert on your tool, if you know, so I'm assuming the, the inside on site at your customers, that's such a huge, um, hugely important thing to do. Otherwise, you got a bunch of people with a the tool. They're like, well, you know, they're not optimizing it. So, yeah, it's a great point. Um, and so, back to my previous question: How's the how, how is Doppler doing? Doppler's doing amazing. Um, we are growing really fast, um, both in self-serve and we're booting up a, our enterprise uh, playbook as well. And uh, I mean, with, with self-serve, we uh, we're we're at uh, just over 4,000 companies that are, that are using Doppler. And to put that in perspective, wow. I think we are at six or 700 in January. Um, so, so growing quite rapidly there. Um, and it's not just in like the number of companies that are using us, it's the amount of secrets stored in our platform. We are rapidly approaching uh, 200,000 secrets uh, stored. And if you think about each uh, secret is like a credit card, uh, 200,000 is quite a lot. Um, right. And those secrets were read from our platform uh, 260 million times last month alone. Um, so quite a lot of usage. That's that's super impressive. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just curious curious. So with self serve, I mean this is these these are these are developers coming to your site. They're going, oh, you know what? This we can use this. Um, they enroll. 
Um, and I, is your is your pricing model is it a freemium model? How does it how does that work? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's a it's a freemium model. So uh, we have a community plan that allows for unlimited users, unlimited secrets, uh, all for free. Um, and then we have a standard plan, which is really kind of like the entry uh, way for for companies or, or or serious projects where they start to want things like access controls, um, saying, hey, this person can only have access to development while um, another person can have access to production and, and segment out which projects people have access to. And then we had the pro plan, which is like for the superpower users who want all the really cool features that we have, like uh, recurring reminders for uh, secrets rotation, for example. Excellent. Uh, what advice, if, if, if somebody wanted to learn more about secrets management or universal secrets management software, uh, it, it, both from like, let's start with the customer side. Somebody wants to learn more about uh, this subject. Where where would, would be the best place for them to go? It's a great question. Um, I'm biased, so the first shout out I'd say Doppler. Okay. Just take a look at, uh, at what we're doing, and I think that that could help get you on the right track. I, I, I think the funny part is that most developers actually have a ton of experience with secrets management. They just don't know it. Um, like every developer is using environment variables or .m files uh, to manage their um, their configuration secrets today. Um, I, I think there are very very few applications on the planet um, or, or developers are working on that that don't have some type of configuration. Um, and so they're already doing it today. They just they're they're doing it in um, what I like to what I like to think about as like almost a legacy way. Um, and there, there's a new modern way of doing it that basically think about it like an ENU file. And now you have a dashboard on top of that that's multiplayer. Um, and that's really what secrets management is. It's just um, a multiplayer version of an ENV file that's far more secure and it integrates with every major cloud provider. Um, so I, I would say, I would say to, to developers out there, you're, act, you're actually already doing it. You've already taken the first step, even if you uh, don't realize it. Now you just need to take the second. Excellent. And where do you go to learn? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I've asked a lot of great questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's funny. When I first started Doppler, uh, I didn't even think about us as a secrets manager. Funny enough, uh, I started. I, I thought of us as like a, an environment variable store, and and secrets were like this later concept that we kind of just stumbled into and realized. Um, I think there's a lot of places to learn about secrets. I mean, if you look at what the uh, the cloud providers are doing today with like AWS GCP and even the newer ones like Vercel and Nellify. Um, you can see how how the they're starting to manage secrets, which is it's it's really key value. Um, and then a lot of the learnings we've had is just thinking about internally. I mean, uh, I think there's two parts uh, around secrets management. There's the usability piece and and the management layer, and then there's the storage layer and making sure things are secure once stored. Um, around this the this, uh, the storage and security layer, um, there's a lot of great material out there from AWS, GCP, and and uh, and the newer clouds as well. And we really just studied up on what they were doing and how they thought about it. And then for the management layer, I think that's actually something we, the learnings we've had is is really uh, thinking about it internally and talking to customers and, and building it for ourselves. Uh, Doppler in a way is one of our biggest, uh, like a biggest customer of our own product. And so we, ha we tend to have very strong opinions about what we would expect uh, this tool to have. And we do draw some inspirations from like GitHub and uh, the things that they built like they built pull requests, um, and which is a way to basically take code from one uh, branch and put it into another branch with approval layers and discussions um, and reviews. And why shouldn't that same thing exist for secrets? 
And so there's some inspirations we can we can draw from there. Um, and so I would say it's like a mixed bag of a lot of different things, but but especially on the management layer, it's very introspective of like what do we actually want out of the product. No, it's it's really important to, as they say, you know, eat, eat your own cooking, and um, and and you know, so so you actually become very familiar with uh, with how you would apply it. Um, tell tell us a little bit about um, your experience, you know, establishing Doppler, um, the initial any challenges that you're facing, and obviously, and you know. You've had some amazing success with uh, with with your backers, but how, tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, um, the early days of Doppler were actually really hard. Um, they were hard for a lot of reasons. One is it's just like when when you go to a company, another or or founder, and you say, "Hey, give me your secrets. Trust me to store it securely." And by the way, if I go down, you go down. Like uh, that was a really hard argument. Um, and so I started getting our first set of customers by what I call Chipotle sales, where this is pre-COVID, so it's a little bit harder nowadays. Uh, but I would just take anyone who's a founder or software engineer to Chipotle and be like, hey, here's the deal. You get anything you want on the menu, but I get a rant at you for an hour. Um, <laughs> and uh, kind of the goal was really to, uh, to kind of like learn what they were doing and then also kind of share my opinions about it and, and how and how it's built and eventually at the end try to get them to use the early versions of the product and um i think one of one of the most interesting things about building doppler was um how so many assumptions short-term were wrong and long-term were right um where like the, the things that we thought were like the implement de implementation details of how to build doppler a lot of times were wrong we we rebuilt the product i think four or five times uh based on just different assumptions we had like we had uh uh, Python node and go uh, Python node and Ruby SDKs, and turns out that's actually a really hard uh, approach to scale out. Um, and and people wanted support for more languages than we could actually build for. Like there's only so many languages you can learn at a time. Um, and so we we shifted into uh, building a command line tool that can support all languages. Um, but that that was a, that was a hard learning. Um, that took us a long time and a lot of uh, almost like resistance. Where like you feel like you're on the right path. And, and and sometimes you feel like the world is a little wrong, and then you got to wake up and realize, nope, the world's actually right. You're wrong, and you gotta you gotta switch over. But then long term of believing that every developer um, deserves a really good secrets manager, uh, kind of like how they have really good source control through GitHub or GitLab, that I think we were actually spot on with. And um, and so it's kind of funny to see the duality of like a lot of times we're wrong in the short term and right in the long term. Some uh, important lessons learned there. Go back to the, um, if you don't mind, the the first obstacle of convincing uh, other organizations to trust to trust you with their secrets and trust your platform. You know, what was your way to convince them to go ahead and trust you? Yeah, I think the early conversations were were literally just human conversations. Like, hey, this is how we think about these kind of things, um, and really just try to address their concerns. So. The first integration we ever had was with Heroku, and we built it because one of our customers basically said, hey, I don't trust that you'll be up, but that shouldn't matter to me. And if you can push my production secrets to Heroku, then all I have to trust is Heroku's up. And if Heroku goes down, well, I'm down anyways. Um, and so that was a big learning lesson of like, oh, crap, we should we should totally build integrations. Um, another, another one that we heard was like, what happens in local development when um, I'm on a train or a plane? Like if I have to, access the internet to get my secrets, I can't really do local development offline. Um, and so we started, uh, we built out a feature that does like automatic encrypted fallback files and, this, and the command line tool will smartly fall back to that, uh, to that fallback whenever needed. Um, 
And so it was a lot of just like really, really closely listening to customers. I'd say another thing we did is we just stayed in um, stealth mode for uh, a long time. I think it was almost a year, uh, a year and three months that we stayed in stealth mode where we didn't even have a marketing website. It was, it was purely invite only. And it, it, it would be, it was a gauntlet of a process to get a new customer. Like someone would refriend another, uh, would refer a friend and then we'd jump on a Zoom call with that person. We'd give them a demo. We'd make, we'd try to hear everything that they were struggling with. And then we'd make sure that whatever we would, if they needed anything extra, we'd ship those features same day so that when we onboarded them, they had a good experience. And um, that that really quick feedback loop of, oh, we hear what you need. We we figured out this is the underlying thing that will apply to everyone else or, mo- or 90% of, of all the other uh, customers we have or we expect to have in the future um, and then build it really quickly. And I think listening to your customers and uh, deeply and building really quickly for them will just build trust. It, um, and then the last part, which just took us a long time to realize, is time. Um, you have to kind of prove to the market that you're just that you're going to be around. And it's so easy to say it. It's and um, but saying it doesn't oftentimes make people believe you. The way they believe you is you start to just build a track record. Uh, so we put up a status page where like you can go back to almost any minute in time for like the last two and a half years and see if Doppler is up or down in our latency uh, numbers. Um, to giving them that kind of flexibility. When we did go down, and we've gone down before, um, now we build out a lot of things so that if we do go down, it doesn't impact our customers now, but uh, we write postmortems and, we, and we're really thoughtful about it. Um, and we, we share what actually went wrong. And we found that a lot of our customers learned from that. Um, they're like, oh, actually we're making the same mistake too. Um, and we've gotten a lot of those kind of emails um, and, and conversations from our customers. And so I think it's a bunch of incremental things that build trust. Another big one is documentation. Um, we, we are obsessive over documentation, uh, both internally as a company, but, but also externally and with our product of like how you actually use your product from like API reference got references to guides, uh, to we even uh, make videos and we'll put videos in the documentation so that if you're a visual learner like me, you can watch a video or if you're a step-by-step person, you can, uh, just, just look at the text in the docs. And so I think all those things in Cumulus, uh, start to inspire trust over time. Absolutely. And I, I'm wondering, does it matter? I mean, you tell me, because I'm not really that familiar with the uh, the Silicon Valley scene, but does it matter once you start uh, landing these very high profile backers? Uh, does that help with the credibility as well? A little bit, but not as much as you would think. It helps a lot with hiring, to be honest. Um, ah, right. There's kind of this, uh, this saying of like, oh, bring on the big investors so that you can go uh, have a great TechCrunch article and that will dramatically change your uh, your growth rate. And I think that's just totally wrong. It will help with hiring. you little flood of, of people asking to work at your company, which is amazing. Um, but I don't think it will help that much with, with growth, um, at least in the developer world. I think in, in, in other, uh, products that are more targeted towards founders, like, uh, that will help a lot, but definitely not for developers. Thanks. What, what, inter- what, what, what helps with developers is building really cool stuff that they actually want and, and resonate with. Um, they, I think developers get really excited about seeing new things. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm such an Apple fanboy and I'm a Tesla fanboy. And whenever Tesla launches something new or Apple launches something new, I get so excited. And the first thing I do is I go to my friends and tell them. And I think that's the same thing with just everything developers. If you build something that they haven't seen before, that's like an oh shit moment, um, they, they will like go running towards it. 
That's awesome. And it's, it's interesting how different people are motivated by different things. Um, but one thing that I think is, is true that is, you know, if you're, if you're open with your, you know, your strengths, but also your shortcomings. And if there's, you know, if there's, uh, an issue, you, you go down, but you're, you know, you're, you're transparent about it and here's what caused it. And here's what we're doing to, uh, to prevent that from happening again, the documentation, I mean, cause you know, you, if you just want the information so you can get your job done. Right. And if you do a good job with documentation, the, the how to videos, all that stuff, I think that's a, it's not a secret, uh, but it's a, a, something that a lot of companies don't do that well. And um, it sounds yeah. like you guys are doing a great job. I think the way I kind of like to think about it is, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched like GI Joe, but uh, there's like this one scene where he's like death by a thousand cuts. And I think like trust is the inverse of that. It's like a thousand things small things that you do that inspire trust. It's like the, the exact inverse of that. Absolutely. So. Well, um, if there's any, uh, I mean, is there anything exciting that you want to share about Doppler in terms of, uh, you know, new releases or you're going to be participating in any kind of events? I mean, events right now are still kind of up in the air, but um, if there's anything that like that you'd like to share with us, please do. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple things down the roadmap that I think are really cool. One is uh, we're launching pull requests. Um, uh, sometime this quarter or maybe early next quarter. And I think it's going to be huge because it's going to be the first time ever that there's been a pull request model for secrets. Um, sorry, it looks like Siri just went off. Um, That's all right. That. Um, but yeah, it will be a pull request for secrets, uh, which is uh, which is really big. And then the other big one is um, if you're a developer and you're adding a new service, let's just say Stripe or Twilio, you're, there's going to be uh, a page in, in their dashboard that has the uh, the API key. And next to it, there'll be this copy button. Um, and I and I think uh, Elon kind of hit it on the head where he said that uh, all human input is like error. And I, we generally agree with that. And so we're actually building something uh, that will be launching very soon, which we call universal imports. And next to that, and we'll basically give companies an SDK that they can add uh, this button next to that copy button in the dashboard that will allow the, uh, users to import secrets uh, from Twilio, from Stripe, or from wherever, uh, any site really, to uh, to Doppler. And so the idea is at no point in time did that developer copy that secret uh, or have a chance to mess it up. Um, they just click one button and it's automatically in Doppler. And because it's in Doppler, every developer immediately have it. A staging and production will have it, which means those integrations will fire off and uh, AWS will have it, Vercel will have it, and, and, and all the other places that their, uh, their secrets need. Um, and so those are the two really big things uh, that are there that are coming down uh, the roadmap that I think are going to be really exciting because I think it's going to fundamentally change how secrets are managed today. That's awesome. It sounds very very powerful. Um, if if people wanted to follow you, I think you're you're active uh, apparently on 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 Founder Suite and um, uh, and Layer CI. Uh, any yeah any if people wanted to follow you, is that the best way to do that? Uh, obviously the, through the Doppler uh, website as well, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, they can follow uh, me personally on Twitter. It's Valunga Brian is the username, and uh, uh, Doppler as well, Doppler HQ. Uh, I'd say to everyone, I'm just starting to learn, to learn how to use Twitter. I'm a pr pretty much very late into the game of it, uh, if it compared to most people who are like really, really big on on Twitter and tech. Uh, but I'm getting there, and I promise uh, I'll start tweeting more over time. Um, but yeah, you can follow me there, and I'll try to share uh, pieces of wisdom or things that I've learned over time uh, while building Doppler. Excellent. Well, hey, Brian, I've really enjoyed talking with you and uh, I'm super impressed with the the success of Doppler and, and wish you a great uh, second half of, uh, of 2021. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, you too as well. 
Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance.